On this week's GTA 6 O'Clock, a new potential in the hunt for Lucia's voice actress, the single-player GTA 5 DLCs we never got, and what other projects could Rockstar be working on? It's all here on this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of GTA 6 O'Clock. Happy New Year. I hope you're all ready for weekly episodes from here on in. No breaks. That's it now all the way through to release day. Well, we'll have another Christmas actually in between the release day and these episodes. But there we go. Um, I'm James. We've got a number of things to catch up on this week because, Dan, it turns out when everybody goes away for the holidays, it gives people a lot of time to do things. Uh, but anyway, hello. Happy hello. New Year. Hello. Happy New Year. We are one year closer, in theory, to it's next year now. To GTA 6. <laughs> we can say that. GTA 6 is out next it's year. It's merely a year away, asterisk, pending delays. So, yeah, really excited and uh, a surprising amount of stuff to get into today. Yeah, lots of uh, little bits, but lots of cool things to pick up on. Uh, I think we're going to start with something fun, uh, which is obviously the GTA 6 trailer was massive. Uh, but when people go away or have some extra time on their hands, they get very creative with things. And people have been recreating the GTA 6 trailer in many, many forms. We've seen it over the holidays in Lego form, which yep. I thought was pretty cool. Um, cyberpunk form, maybe not so cool. Uh, and then Minecraft, which I thought was brilliant. The Minecraft clip is definitely 100% worth watching, if only for the bit where they recreate the bedroom scene between Lucia and Jason, where two giant blocky-headed characters go, trust, trust, like they've shared an intimate blocky moment. <laughs> so that is definitely worth watching. The cyberpunk one is is better than I could do, but I would say it's fine. Uh, and the Lego one, I like anything in Lego, so that's brilliant. Uh, if you would like to make the trailer in modelling clay, or in fact, <laughs> if that's already been done, please do. Sticky back plastic, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure people have made it in Roblox. If not, please try. I mean, this is the internet. Everything gets re remade a thousand different ways to feed the hashtag algorithm. So please keep pumping it out. But yeah, uh, watch those. Uh, I imagine we'll put some links in the about description. Yeah, we'll put them all below. Uh, the, obviously, obviously, um, obviously, people have recreated it in real life as well and taken yes. all of the real life locations, which will help very much us and everybody else in the mapping community once we start in detail talking about the map, which we have got an episode coming up very soon about it. There's lots of great work being done, uh, something that's very exciting as well. Like someone's modeled the whole thing. There's loads of stuff to get into on that. Wow. Um, but the real life recreation is also great. And Dan, you wanted to shout out that our show producer, Nathan, also contributed to this recreation of the trailers. Yes, yeah, so our, our, our ultimately super important silent partner, Nathan, who uh, produces this show and actually stars on the FGS YouTube channel. Uh, just a few weeks ago, he recreated the GTA 6 trailer using the original GTA Vice City. And if I do say so myself to our kindly producer, it's really good. <laughs> so uh, do check out the link below. Uh, now, I don't know if he'll take on the modeling clay task, but um, I would advise him not to in his work hours because it might be messy and not ultimately fruitful. Yeah, so loads of uh, great stuff going on in the community there. I think what it what it does show with all of these recreations is that that trailer and the scenes in the trailer have already become so iconic. Like, obviously, Miami's quite a well-known place, uh, but I think just everything in those trailers, like the way that people have been able to recreate it so easily 
shows just how well made that trailer is. Yeah, Rockstar are just uh, incredible at capturing uh, iconic framing in scenes. And I think particularly when you look at the real life comparison mm. to the GTA trailer, it's absolute uncanny valley. And I, and I almost don't know which way around that works, as in real life almost looks like a parody of GTA, such as uh, GTA's vivid ability to capture the mood of a scene. So like, definitely watch that one. It's very, very good. Yeah, I've seen lots of reactions from people who live in <clears throat> Miami and Florida watching the trailer going oh this reminds me of wanting to be at home <laughs> and like reminiscing and going oh that bit yeah that definitely happens that definitely happens so it's there's so, so many things in there to to us look a bit crazy but to them they're like that's just a regular tuesday uh, like there's nothing in there that was surprising anyone uh, so i think it's yeah it's captured the mood brilliantly Right then, another thing that happened over the Christmas period, and I'm not going to say this was related to the episode that we did just before Christmas, where we discussed all mm. of the upcoming potential voice actors, but there has been a rejuvenated hunt for who could be Lucia, and there's a couple more suspects. Are we going to call them suspects? Potential candidates yeah. <laughs> that have come out? Let's not call them suspects. Um, first one that came out was uh, Anna Esposito. We can probably put some images side by side on screen. I'm not really sure where this rumour came from. I think it was just that, you know, like we discussed, she hadn't done anything for a while. She sort of looks a bit like Lucia uh, and, and can do the sort of Latino, Hispanic, white you know, that kind of accent or ethnicities. But I think very quickly people moved on from her. It, it, you know, she looks reasonably like her, but not as much as the one that people really latched onto over the holiday break, which was uh, Marnie El Perez. Now, she has obviously been investigated quite a lot by everyone on the internet. She's like unfollowed quite a lot of people on Twitter recently. Yeah, uh, She ended up clearing out her Instagram and Facebook for a bit. She has done some work for Rockstar before on GTA 5. Yeah. Uh, and we've got images of, of her that we can put up side-by-side -side comparisons. I think um, Steve 8K on Twitter shared this one for it. I'm not sure if he made it himself or he got it from somewhere else. Uh, but if you did make it, thanks, Steve. Yes, you did, credit where it's due. Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> um, there's a clip... Uh, there's multiple clips of her going around. Uh, she's done a few interviews in the past when yeah. people directly ask her. Is there anything, just just a smidge, that you could give us on, on what you're doing right now, that you're on the set of? Um, what I'm doing right now, it's, it's big, but NDAs. That's all I can say. I got you. I got you. I understand. Okay, is it a TV show <laughs> or a movie? I can't even get into that. Oh. Action, yeah. <laughs> action comedy? Man, I wish I, if, uh, I, if I could, uh, I, I would. You. But, right. you know, I like making my monies. And, I, uh, listen, <laughs> and you know, they love the NDA. So. I, I totally understand. I totally understand. Right, so. <laughs> uh, but there's also some clips of her doing other acting work, which, if you put them side by side with the trailer, does sound very similar. But as do many other people. Yeah, like I, I had fully convinced myself 75% convinced myself that Natalie Morales, who we talked about in our previous episode, was a good pick, which I stand by. I think physically she is a good resemblance for Lucia. And like, again, this is such a crude cipher for picking who the actual actor should be. But 
you've only got to look at the GTA 5 cast and go, they look like the ma- their characters they play. Like, that's going to be a thing. I'm convinced of it. They are going to look like the people that they play. She- Natalie Morales is a really good physical match for Lucia. Uh, you can also, again, in the images we've shared on screen, make an incredibly strong case uh, for Maniel Perez. Uh, I think the audio interview she's done uh, where they quiz her about the next project she's doing, you could talk yourself into believing that's compelling evidence where, you know, she dances around the fact there's an NDA, the project's really big. Uh, also, you could get excited about the fact that she won't even say what media she's working in because the the host says, is it a movie or a TV show? And she goes, I can't even say that. Almost like, you know, she can't say it was... A, if you said it was a game, it feels like a clanging klaxon. Yeah. Uh, and but, I guess one thing, now now we're talking about it out loud in, in the yeah. space, in the confinement of this room. Yeah. One thing you would, you could read into is if it was a big project in the movie or TV land, most of those announcements happen pretty early in production. Yes. Or there is a you know, a teaser trailer or an announcement that person X is playing the lead in this. And they start that kind of coverage quite early. None of that has happened yet for her in a TV and film role. So if you were going down the path of convincing yourself, you would say it's something that's further off or that can't be talked yeah, about. Yeah, which you you could again create a spider web to the fact that her social media has gone dark and she's unfollowed people. Now, look, I know lots of people who've done that because because of their mental health. Yeah, because it's it's a disaster out there on social media. So I could easily believe that description as well. Um, so I, f- I feel like what I'm saying is I can't choose between Natalie Morales or Maniel Perez. I could construct a case for both um i couldn't definitively say either way um if anyone has done any further research or found anything in the communities they feel tips the balance please let us know in the comments i also think we'll pop this up on our twitter page and get people to vote as a little bit of fun because there are other names in the mix but it 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 doesn't feel at the moment we're speaking that there's a definitive candidate there's just lots of strong cases yeah and i I don't think if the precedent of GTA 5 is anything to go by that we will find out definitively until the game comes out uh, because we didn't, you know, we knew, but it wasn't officially announced until I think release day before the actors said, hey, now it's out. I can tell you, yes, I am Trevor. I am Michael. Uh, So that is probably going to continue for the next year or so of, of speculation and things. And, you know, as... You never know. As we get more trailers and more things to look at, it might become more and more obvious. But I don't see a world in which Rockstar are going to officially announce anything until release date, probably. And the the further crumb, I suppose, like we talked about, was uh, Manny Alperez has previously voiced uh, a GTA game. And in fact, if you're looking for historical precedent, so had Sean Fonteno, who Mm -hmm. was uh, Franklin Watt in GTA 5. And he had previously played well essentially a nobody in gta san andreas he was like part of one of the grove street gangs but in real life i think it would make sense for rockstar to want to work with people they'd work with they know who they could trust they've already had them in the studio they might go oh so and so you know these are how real world conversations happen that person was good weren't they yeah oh well what about this role oh maybe actually that would be it's always easier to work with people you know so there's a tiny extra crumb to say you know Maybe it's Manny Alperez. Nothing is definitive. Please let us know in the comments. And uh, yeah, we'll put a Twitter poll up and do let us know. Yeah, well, I'll I'll hang my hat on, 
on Manny for now and let's see All where right. we get to. Well, let's let's say you want Manny, I want Natalie Morales, purely for the, the fun of pretending we want different things. Yeah. And then we can say who is right, but that's not one I'm taking to my grave. No, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> just before we move on to the next bit, and I can't believe I have to say this, but I'm going to... Obviously, this is all speculation. Yes. What we don't want is people going and trying to like send them messages on Instagram or on Twitter or any of their like professional facing websites. Like, just leave them alone until we know for definitively. Like, there is no point trying to contact them. Like, they're not going to reply to you and go, "Ah, oh, you found out." Yes, I'm going to tell you well, that it's definitely me. And certainly someone who's deactivated their social media, it's, it's saying, leave me alone. All right, and now on to the next thing we're going to talk about in this week's episode. And this one is, you know, the big topic of leaks. Now, there were quite a few things that happened over the two weeks that we didn't do an episode because, mm. of course, that's what happens. You go away for two weeks and then a load of stuff that we want to talk about happens. Um, the court case that was revolving around the person who leaked all of the GTA 6 videos happened uh, over, like, in December. Now, the court proceedings, which saw the hacker sentenced to an indefinite life in hospital prison uh, happened but we did hear from Rockstar about what they thought the perceived implications of those leaks were yeah and they came out and said that the hack cost the company five million dollars to recover and thousands of hours worth of staff time which probably for a project like GTA 6 you know that's not an insignificant amount of money that they have to and I'm assuming most of that is probably trying to like you know cover the gaps and then marketing costs of you know all of their plans yeah. probably have to be shifted around and all of that kind of thing um but it's a good you know it's a little insight into what is happening right now at rockstar is is some of the people who are obviously involved with the creation of six and now having to deal with this kind of thing and do all of the Legality, legal work that comes with court proceedings and all of that kind of stuff. So, they, you know, their focus for some people is going to be shifted. Yeah, it's interesting to see a company put a literal dollar sum on a leak. Uh, how that breaks down would be even more fascinating. I think, like you touched on, that might be a mixture of some of it would be literally like calling in a plumber, stop the leak, update our security, yeah. patch the files, etc., etc., PR. Uh, consultancy fees, whatever you might pay. We've got to clo try and close this down. We've got to do legal cease and desists. There's all the cost attached to that side of it, just kind of stopping the immediate bleeding side. There'll be a whole load of costs attached to, I guess, maybe changing subtly the direction of the game or, you know, doing remedial work based on what's in the public domain. Uh, that's dev time. Um, I saw a really interesting thread on Twitter over Christmas with someone like breaking down the cost of a AAA game because I think a lot of people were shocked. I think what it was that talking about leaks that as you might have seen there was a major leak just over the Christmas period where Insomniac got hacked and all of the details about Wolverine or a lot of details about Wolverine got hacked as did a detailed breakdown of finance and costs for Spider-Man mm -hmm. 2. Yeah. And I think a lot of commenters were staggered at the cost of making Spider-Man. Uh, and then I saw a, a developer thread, I think it was Rami, had gone through 
and broken down, well, look, if you start chunking up these costs, this is what it looks like. Uh, and unsurprisingly, a huge volume of that was developer time because let's pull a figure out of the air. The average developer's on, let's say, $100,000. Now, there'll be people who work in dev will hear that or go, I wish, like absolutely saying that. And probably people who work at Rockstar North picking paid UK wages who were nothing like that money. Equally, there'll be people in the West Coast working at Insomniac who are easily clearing that sort of money. Now, you have people earning that money, say 500 people plus working on a AAA video game. You've only got to do the maths on like 500 people working one hour a day. That's 500, you know, everything's times 500, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, at an incredible breakdown of wage if you're earning $100,000 a year. So, you know, we could probably break this down in more detail, but games are just astonishingly expensive. And every time you make a decision or change a decision, hundreds of people have to backtrack and, and do this work. And no video game you make is perfect. It's not like you have a plan and you just go steps one, two, three, done. You go steps one, two, three, three, two, one. Let's invent five, six, seven, eight. No, we hate five, six, seven, eight. Let's do eight, nine, ten. In fact, let's scrap the game and start again. Yeah. So there's so much wasted work and that's wasted money. And and this this is where these costs accrue from. So. You know, the, the breakdown of Rockstar's 5 million would be utterly fascinating, but it's a, it's a teasing hint of them putting a dollar value on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like like you said, even those what would be considered to be microscopic changes cost loads of time and money. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone has seen the uh, the making of Frozen 2 on Disney+, Plus, but if you haven't, oh. definitely should. Um, but there were, there were sections in that where there were animators working on what essentially is three seconds worth of that film yeah and they work on it for a year and they take it into the review process and they go yeah we don't want this bit anymore and it's just gone and then they're like here's your next three second scene go work on that instead and you can just see them going you know they just have to go okay uh thanks thanks for the direction yeah. uh we'll go off and do this um which you know ties into in our previous episode, when we were talking to the ex-Rockstar animator, I said they would, you know, he'd get a list of stuff to do. And that would be what he would go off and do. And that's very much how it would work. And if any of the things that changed after the leak were like, okay, we're going to re you know, redo this or redo this, that's a whole load of work that people are just putting in the bin or having to start again, like you say. Yeah, it's really depressing. Now, I think another interesting part of the reporting on the leak was not just the financial aspect attached to the leak, but actually how the hacker had got the materials blew my mind. Because I, you know, I can't imagine this being possible. It's like something out of a, a Bourne film or Mission <laughs> Impossible. But yeah, James, how did he actually get the data? Well, I think the first time he did it was a little bit more uh, how you would expect, like with you know an actual big devices and things. But in 2003, in July, uh, several months after he had been arrested for the first hack, he was, for some reason, like in a hotel room and managed to hack back into Rockstar using an Amazon Fire Stick, a TV, and a mobile phone, which That's then amazing. led to him being re-arrested for hacking into them again. And I think this was part of the reason that he got declared as psychologically unfit for trial is because they were like, you're just obsessed with committing crimes and like hacking into this stuff like we've we've put you in a hotel room that we thought would be fine and you've used your a fire yeah. stick in your phone to hack back in like there's there's something going on there uh, but yeah i i read that and thought it was 
incredible. Like my Amazon Fire Stick barely plays any TV. I don't even know how to use mine anymore, so <laughs> let alone to integrate a, a major multinational hack. So, um, you know, you know, I'm not going to say respect. He's that guy has has ruined Christmas for many people. Um, it, you know, it's a shame that it's it's a double, you know, it's a double hack. So we know the cost of the. And to be clear, the leaks we're talking about are the the leaks of the game source code, right? The ones the it was well, it's it was the ninety videos of GTA Six yes. that came out. Sorry, yeah, and the ninety videos, and the then we get onto code. the source code, and then there's the leak of the trailer, yeah. uh, which isn't part of this figure of five million dollars, right? No, that's a that's a whole separate thing, which uh, I assume there will be a, another set of investigations, yes, another and dollar sum, another bunch. Of, I mean that that dollar sum could be even higher. Because the potential of what mm. that trailer could have done, you would argue, as we have discussed previously, may or may not have been affected because it leaked 12 hours early. Yeah, like lost dollar value, we'll never know because you'll never have the equivalent launch situation. Maybe there's a, a counterfactual argument that the leak helped boost its visibility and uh, the amount if of writing around it. you're a lawyer it. for the other side, that yes. is what you would be saying. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course you would. I mean, were, were that person who leaked it to have enough money to hire that lawyer of course yeah. i suspect that person might have like lionel hutz representing them <laughs> or something uh, but yeah something we got ahead of ourselves on was that on top of the 90 videos that had leaked uh, also it came to light there was a gta 5 code leak which yeah which has been reported of happening at the same time as the original 90 videos of gta 6 happened so when that hack happened it took all the videos and they took the gta 5 source code almost in its entirety i think but the difference was that the videos were pretty much leaked almost instantaneously or like pretty soon after the the hack happened but the code has been being traded on like the dark web and other forums around like privately since right that sort of like since september time but on Christmas Eve, it became somebody released it publicly and just went, hey, guys, here's the entire source code of, of GTA 5, which means that, you know, everybody could look at it, could start modifying it if they wanted to. And I think actually what it does, well, what it doesn't mean is that anything on like GTA 5 or GTA Online is going to be effective because that yeah. code base is yeah. probably really old. Rockstar know that that code has been taken they've got plenty of anti-cheat measures that they'll put in place to stop you know any kind of nefarious things happening as much as they can in gt online because of this leak so it's not going to affect that you know in the day-to-day -day world it does mean that other people and other companies can get hold of that base code and you might start seeing some clones pop up somewhere but again i think rockstar would be very smart and be able to identify their code and if it came to a, a legal battle they'd go well look this is an exact copy of our stuff you can't release that game yeah so watch out for the grand day before or whatever it is soon <laughs> if only um, they had used that yeah the story could they, have been they, different they could have done uh you look i mean you know this just in people might make gta clones it's just now they can make them potentially by looking at Rockstar, what Rockstar were doing, let's be clear, 10 to 15 years ago. So, you know, where Rockstar's engine is at now, we shall see. Yeah. Um, 
One thing that did pop up in that leak, though, is that there were files in the code that suggested other games and other pieces of content were being worked on at the time. Now, I, I assume Take-Two and Rockstar putting out um, takedown notices, but from the reporting that we did see was that mentioned in those things was a Bully 2 folder, yeah. Yeah. which suggested that at some point Bully 2 was going to be, well, was in development. And we also saw another leak, didn't we, around that quite recently, or another set of spilled yeah, which corroborating I, rumors. I'd say you take it, it's probably come from the same source. Yeah, possibly. You'd think. Uh, there were a few more agent screenshots, Rockstar's yeah. ill-fated game that never came out, but there was a few things in there. That I mean, announced at a Sony E3 conference, no less, by Jack Tretton, yeah. and never heard of again. So, you know, he, he was very proud to announce that they'd be working exclusively with Rockstar for the release of Agent. There was an official 30 to 50 words of approved text. Yeah. And a and, great and, logo, I will say. Oh, and, and a logo in the background. And that was that. And uh, it sounded really interesting and went away. Now, uh, as we go in a bit deeper, uh, the, the the agent bit doesn't actually go away, but we'll come back to that now. Yeah, because the, the big thing that's, you know, relevant to, to this video and this show is that there were mentions of GTA 5 DLC or potential yes. names for GTA 5 DLC, which we know that when we were doing this GTA 5 o'clock show was mentioned quite a lot in the run-up to the release of, well, after the release of 5, that, hey, single-player DLC, that's happening. Oh, man. Um, we talked know. about the single-player, on the original GTA 5 o'clock 10 years ago plus, we talked about the single-player DLC for about three to five years. Will it come? Where will it come? The, you know, the, what was a clear was it was never coming because of GTA Online. Yeah. Uh, why would they ever sink that develop? You know that, as we've just talked about, the extremely costly development time into making one new single-player DLC when they could just make three shiny new cars or jetpacks for GTA Online. You know, in the money machine. So, you know, the biz business won that round, and as a result, we didn't get not, certainly not DLC in the way we've always known DLC, like a standalone expansion. But of the, I think it's uh, eight different packs that have been cited that we should probably list out loud we think some of them may have indirectly come back to life yeah so there's a uh, kotaku article that says according to an inside gaming report rockstar apparently scrapped eight planned gta 5 expansions this was re revealed by publishing the game's full source code around christmas which we mentioned contains references to unreleased dlc as well as the scripting for the game to run the full list of cancelled expansions referred to in the leak are SP, which we are going to assume stands for single player, SP Assassination Pack, SP Manhunt Pack, SP Norman Pack, and then Agent Trevor, Relationship Pack, Enterprise Pack, Prologue DLC, and Liberty V DLC. Now, people have been very quick to jump on that last one to say, well look, Liberty City at some point was going to be included in GTA 5 as a type of DLC. Maybe, maybe not. But I think the the one that really caught your eye here, Dan, was the Agent Trevor one, uh, because uh, that is, again, something that we talked about way back when, when in the GTA 5 o'clock I episodes. feel like we did a GTA 5 o'clock episode or section on this, going back even, you know, five to ten years ago or eight to ten years ago, where... And there was also another set of leaks that happened a long time ago about the existence 
of an Agent Trevor expansion mm-hmm. and or standalone game, which felt so fanciful, no one could believe it. Now, it's interesting that almost a decade on, they're being corroborated. Now, the pitch for that was essentially Trevor, you know, maniac, lovable maniac Trevor <laughs> from GTA Five, utter, you know, psychotic, uh, violent head case, was going to play a debonair, like in, in his style, 007 style agent, performing, uh, you know, taking people out, going on missions. Um, now, and apparently there's some information from the, you know, from the leak where that DLC or whatever it was going to be was going to end with Trevor going into space. I've uh, seen some screenshots <laughs> or like some suggestions that he gets a jetpack and, and starts flying around and that kind of thing as well. Well, apparently he was literally going to end in space. Oh, some, right. some of the reports that he was going to go into a rocket, end up in space, which, which might have been leaning into the 007 thing, a kind of pastiche of Moonraker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, Trevor does Bond's greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, which, which again would probably go back to the idea of what Agent was going to be, and that was like a Cold War era spy greatest hits. And I do, I literally remember a former Rockstar employee, who I won't name obviously, telling me that the plan for Agent was that it would be like 007's greatest hits. And it would be like, I assume, the intro to all of the Bond films, but playable missions back to back yeah. to back. Sounds yeah. amazing. It does. Right? I want Abs- that. Absolutely. And with Trevor, even better. Because Trevor in a tuxedo doing those things would have been utterly brilliant. Now, since then, there's talk that maybe some of these things became other things, and this is plausible. So uh, there's talk that Agent Trevor actually formed the foundations of the Doomsday Heist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, we went, I think we went to Rockstar to play that quite a long time ago now. But that is a very fantastical GTA Online expansion where you end up like you've got, like like you said, James, like a flying jetpack bike car thing. Uh, you're working for sort of Elon Musk-style dude. The yeah. stakes are the end of the world. It's very James Bond, you know, Mission Impossible style. So I can believe that the guts of that maybe went into that. But Agent Trevor would have been about Trevor, and I think that would have been more interesting. It would definitely would have been funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's totally funnier, yeah. Maybe less helpful for GTA Online, but definitely funnier. Like something yeah. I'd have been more into. A big almost psychopathic James Bond villain going around, you know, doing loads of stuff. I mean, yeah, that would have been cool. There is there is talk of the prologue DLC being set in North Yankton, um, which you can sort of see happening, but, that, you know, there wasn't a lot in North Yankton going on, so they'd have to properly huh. expand that, that town. Uh, and I can't put my finger on like the backstory of like did everyone live in North Yankton like if they were going to do a prologue of how they got to doing all of you know that last mini heist yeah like why wouldn't you start somewhere else and you know have all of those kind of different places North North, North Yankton was the you know the living embodiment of the the environment with the bubble around it like um the Truman Show or something. It yeah. was just like clearly a fake, fake stage environment. I don't, it didn't feel like a place I wanted to revisit. So, uh, yeah, there's talk of the prologue DLC being the North Yankton expansion. And then Liberty V, which, you know, you'd only assume relates to Liberty City in GTA 5 or a mission called Liberty and they've just put a V at the end because that's GTA 5. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you it, never know. Um, or you know, could have could have gone back anywhere. We we're not going to know. 
or we might know if if you know you did work on that and you want to send us a an anonymous tip then please do and we will uh, keep everything we can guarantee your safety what's the what's the the code words you say is my safety guaranteed yeah well yeah. To, a, to an extent as long as there's no legal or bodyguard implications yes it is so you know pl- you know do let us know because we'd be fascinated to find out the community would love to know uh, well, how far yeah. along agent trevor came you know and i'm the, the campaign to bring back agent trevor starts here <laughs> This is like my campaign to bring back Time Splitters too, which actually almost came to fruition. Yes, had not gone well had over it, Christmas either, Had Embracer it? not at the last hurdle crashed the car into the fence. Yeah, well, that uh, that is disappointing. Um, one thing I wanted to to just pick up on before we probably start wrapping up for the day is obviously these leaks show that Rockstar have had more things in the pipeline over the years than just a GTA game. Do you think after six, this is an open question, that there is, there is going to be something that isn't an established franchise from Rockstar, like a GTA or I assume a Red Dead? Or do you think that they're just going to lean right into the GTA world and just go like, we'll expand this now forever? I mean, I'll do the longer answer, but the answer is yes, they're just going to do GTA 6. It's clearly, given all the leaks and everything that's happened and the focus and the financial impetus to that game, that is going to be 100% their focus. And it doesn't feel like an environment where anyone's going to get any oxygen to pursue an interesting side project. Ping Pong 2, unlikely. The Warriors, the Warriors 3, mm, don't know. Midnight Club? Midnight Club. Like, I, I don't feel like any of these things are being actively pursued right now. Um, I, I don't know, of course. And, you know, I would say far more likely would be that trajectory of GTA 6 eventually comes out and a few years later, maybe there's whispers of another Red Dead. But, you know, that until such time as that business model fails, I suspect it will perpetuate. Yeah, and I guess with all of those things that we've mentioned, there is scope to put those things as a, almost like a mini series within the GTA universe or certainly within GTA Online like if you wanted to do a mm. a Midnight Club style game just make a mission pack that's driving through the city and it's, it's you know sure. it looks a bit like Midnight Club that always felt like the absurdity of Midnight Club the better GTA got and this is around like GTA 3 GTA 4 they'd sort of made their own game redundant where you'd go and see their latest Midnight Club and they'd be telling you why it was the latest greatest racing game but you'd be like yeah, but what it basically is, is GTA, but without the ability like, to get out of the why car. Why can't I get out of the car? Yeah, so like, it's just really annoying. So I don't really see a universe where Midnight Club returns. I could be proven wrong, but I don't think so. Something's worth mentioning is Rockstar's actually got quite a good track record of uh, unforeseen and surprising experiments. So I remember getting called to see them a few years ago to see L.A. Noir in VR, yeah. which actually I thought was like a revelation. Like the... the the immersive experience, the ability to like dance in a mirror and act like a wazo and dance about with your hands. That was amazing. So I wouldn't rule out them doing something tech-based and kind of easy with an existing IP or I don't know what that is, whether it's an experiment on the soon-to-be-announced Switch 2 or whatever that's actually going to be, the new Nintendo console, whether it's something, again, VR-facing or or just something we're not seeing with a big partner like a Netflix who are increasingly leaning into games. Yeah. That sort of stuff might be more interesting for Rockstar, but almost getting something they've had or made on the back burner and remixing it, that feels like something they can do. 
but like completely rebuilding a game from scratch, I don't think so. I mean, Rock, Rockstar's table tennis in VR would be great. Do that. There you go. Yeah. S- solve some problems. That's it. And I want to wear a fully, uh, like a $5,000, uh, what do you call it, haptic suit. Yeah, I can get you one of them. So when I get hit by a ping pong ball, I feel the gentle ping of a ping pong ball. Well worth $5,000, <laughs> I would say. All right, good. Uh, so we'll we'll make that in VR, and then I'll have L.A. Noir too, because I actually quite like that game. Good. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, all right, one quick thing be, before we wrap up. With all of these leaks, uh, Dan, just a quick thought on are any of these things going to delay the release of GTA 6? Who knows? I would say that there are many, many things that could delay GTA 6. Um, the leaks cannot have helped. I think that's unequivocal. I think it would have caused them a moment of existential angst where they'd have said, good God, so much stuff is out in the open. Do we need to change the direction of the game or retool certain sections to continue to confound people's expectations? Or do we stay the course? These conversations would have been had. But then I guess someone else would have said, well, you've got to know that only we know what is the truth. Yeah. So let's just, I think someone sensible would have said, let's just stay the course. And ultimately, it's not going to matter. But irrespective of the leaks, there's probably a lot of things that are keeping people rockstar up at night about getting that game to a state where it can ship and not be a, a catastrophic buggy mess. And it, well, I'm not saying it will be because rockstar games aren't. That's the point. But to get to that point is an excruciating burden that hundreds of people have to bear. And I've said this many times on the show, like I remember acutely going to see Leslie Benzies in his amazing glass office and he had screens covered in bug squashing lists. Yeah. And this was months out from the release of GTA 5. You know, it's that in Excelsis for GTA 6. They are the things that ultimately might derail the release of the game. And they've got to think about making trailer two at some point as well. So you know, well, yes, get please. On with that, yes, please. please. Otherwise, we'll be guessing, uh, you know, potential Lucia actors in Space Year twenty twenty six, and nobody <laughs> wants that. Right, uh, that is a good point to wrap it up. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody who is joining us this week. We have got plenty more to come over the next few weeks and months. So please do subscribe, hit the like button, leave some comments below. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know anything that you want us to look into and we will do that. And we will see you back here next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. for another episode of GTA 6 O'Clock.